Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just climb down, baby. Per capita export value. Libraries. Minister, are you embarrassed by your behavior today? There's, there's a lot of bleeding hearts around. Do you have the fortitude or the gold ass to stand up and come across here and say that to me, you son of a bitch? Just watch me. He certainly went too far, Mr. Speaker, when he st- I saw him stick his tongue out. Contemptuous disregard. More than a slab of bacon pocket here. The disappointment you also feel is my responsibility. I lost my temper. What is the nature of your thoughts? The word was F A R T. And now your hosts, Jesse and Reese. We need like audience screaming. Yes. Like <laughs> there we go. Hey. Hey, we're going through all the sound effects on Welcome. the soundboard. Welcome. We've got a great show for you tonight. Um Thank you, Connor. <laughs> Thanks, Connor. <laughs> uh, welcome to 2023 in Canadian <clears throat> Politics is Boring. We're back after our post-Woofuckack hibernation. Oh, that was that was great. Lots of cake and naps. Cake naps. Cake naps. Yeah, like, nap. yeah. I put basically what I do is I put a muffin under each armpit and then I fall asleep. And then if I need a snack, they're there. <laughs> nice and warm. Nice and warm. <laughs> and moist. They stay moist. <laughs> <laughs> a Welsh trick there for you. <laughs> 
keep your baked goods moist. <laughs> the Welsh are full of all kinds of baked goods tricks. <laughs> how was how was your uh, break and how was your festive post fuck act rest? Uh, it was nice. I ate way too much sugar. I go through sugar binges where I'm just like, well, it's the holidays. Fuck it. And I'll just like, time for cake. And oh, look, cookies and ice. And I just went and uh, so much ice cream and just cookies and oh god i got fat i got so fat nice like i got so fat i started like rolling my bees <laughs> you know like bring me the butter bring bring me the butter biscuits basically you you enhanced your jowls yeah <laughs> that's nice well i got i i got cancelled online okay <laughs> tell me tell me the story Reese. you know this is our, this as is you our, know i'm a deeply the deep- first the first um STD zone of 2023. If you're new here, that that stands for the small talk dimension zone. It's a dimension in a zone where we uh, do small talk before we yeah. get into it. Actually, if there's anybody new here, just just a little tease. Well, what are we going to... I'm Reese. I, and I'm Jesse. <laughs> and and this is Canadian Politics is Boring. Before we do the small talk, can you just give a quick tease as of what we're going to talk about this, this episode? And then we'll jump right back in. Uh, we are talking about a con man who nearly started a conflict between America and Canada. Uh, I'm so excited to learn about that. Okay, first off, tell me how you almost got canceled. Uh, well, I did. I did get canceled. So you did get canceled. I did. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not. I'm not online anymore. It's banned. What? Because I'm such a terrible person. I made one mistake. I don't know what. Um, okay. So I, I did make a mistake, but it was a. It was a very. So. All right, so what, what happened was, um, I went for an adventurous hike with my kids. Okay. And my parents. Where'd were, you go? My parents were in town. So there's a wilderness area behind where I live. Okay. And you can hike whenever you want in your backyard. Public land. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So it's just literally, we, I, I was just like, hey, let's go and explore the wilderness. And we went through and it was like, we found some, and we followed some deer trails because they already made a bit of a trail through. Um, we weren't like hacking away at trees or anything. We were just kind of like, go, hey, let's go for a little explore. Leaving and your kids machetes. Yeah, exactly. Like just, just flamethrowers just to clear off all the, all the, uh, the, the undergrowth. And, um, and we got to this, this, we got through this area and we were surrounded by this really thick, bright green moss. Cool. And it was like so spongy. It was incredible. It was like a Lord of the Rings set. Okay. So this dense forest, beautiful carpet of like moss and the sun came out and it was like this emerald kind of glow from all this. It was, it was amazing. So I was like, oh my God, wow. this is spectacular. I need, I need to uh, share the beauty of this province and my adopted country so i just did a little video me walking through this foresty bit and then like uh like up to the sunlight and showing the sunlight through poster online what a beautiful province we live in what a wonderful hike okay and it turns out that yeah. uh, uh you're not supposed to walk on moss oh uh i think i've heard that before it's not like prominently stuck in the forefront of my my brain to, to you well, know, but like i think i've i think i remember hearing that somewhere along the lines it just it just seemed like the kind of carpet you want to walk on barefoot so i it, you know did it, you go barefoot i didn't i i nearly did if it was if it was okay. so cold but why I, aren't you supposed to walk on moss again because it's a there's an ecosystem under the moss and oh people were saying things i despair at people like you I despair people yeah, like people, you? people were like going, I despair. Despair at people like you. Like I, people were almost given up on existence because I stepped. Well, on hold on. Where did you post this? I did it on Reddit, just saying, hey, look how beautiful this is, where we live is. And also, I think I put it, I think I put it on, on our TikTok. And people were on there going, you need to delete this. You need to take this down. Uh, 
And I'm, yeah, because taking it down will erase the fact that it happened. Yeah, it's, it's like just, time travel. Just, all you need to do is get rid of the evidence. Do you have examples were, of honest examples of what people were saying to you? Well, I took the videos down now and the comments went, but it was saying things like, what you're doing is terrible. You're vandalizing that ecosystem. Um, and I, and I, start, I start off going, it's so beautiful, look at this. And other people were going, oh, wow, it is beautiful. Other people were going, um, you know, oh, this moss is everywhere. What are you excited about? <laughs> I was like, well, fine. Someone needs to learn to appreciate moss more. <laughs> Uh, other people were basically accusing me of some kind of moss-based genocide. Uh, I was Moss Hitler. That's okay. Um, that's, and 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 they would like something. And then I put my phone down before the comments turned nasty. So I did it. There were a few like comments. Oh, it's just moss, and oh, that's a bit pretty. I put the phone down. I didn't look at my phone for seven hours because I was trying to not have screen time. Okay. And I came back, and then they were then the angry stuff was there, and people were going, "Why haven't you taken it down yet?" Why haven't you taken it down yet? So I replied going, because I don't spend all my time on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, then I, and then I just took the videos down because I was like, I don't want to spend my whole evening just replying to angry comments and apologizing. I was like, my first, at first I was like, I'm really sorry. I didn't know. But I was just trying to share the beauty of the thing. And and it was, uh, looking back at it, it was a load of bullshit anyway. It doesn't really matter. But, ulti- but at the same time. You were uh, canceled. I was canceled online. Canceled so online so I'm sorry. If you listen to this podcast, by proxy, you now hate Moss too. So you're just <laughs> guilty of me. And um, don't don't walk on Moss. So if you get if you get to a point in a forest where the only way home is walking through Moss, stand there and die slowly instead. <laughs> it's it's interesting the amount of uh, anger that that originates online. Uh, like it's 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 perpetuates anger in such a unique way. You know, there's. And I've, I've, I don't know if I've talked about this before on the podcast. I might have. I mean, we're almost three years old now, which is insane. That's nothing. Insane. We've run out of things to talk about. Yeah, we're almost done. Yeah. yeah. But like anger is uh, a theory of anger is that it is an instantaneous sort of confidence. Okay. Whenever you're, whenever you're angry, uh, you are 100% confident about whatever it is you're angry about. There's no doubt in your mind about whatever it is you're really, no, really mad no, about. No, no. And so it is, if you are uh, lacking confidence or if you have, I mean, it, like, like it's it's a lot, it's, it goes into a lot deeper, a lot deeper than I'm, I'm just kind of really, really kind of like just going over the surface here. But like, it, it it's, a, it's a confident boost. And so to be angry in person has potential consequences. <laughs> yeah, right? it gives you the confidence to punch someone in the face. But online, you can be anonymous, you know, or you can be all nearly anonymous. Or you can, you could, it's so the, 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 the consequences for being angry online are almost nothing. And so it's a quick fix to make yourself feel good for something you don't have to do. Like you, you just have to be an angry critic and it makes you feel good. It's, it's. And then, and then that leads to us getting a one star review on Apple. Right. Because I stepped on Moss. The so, lazy fucks on the internet. I know. I know. Oh, God. So anyway, but, well, I, I'd, I'd just like to apologize to anyone who cares about Moss and Moss in general. And Moss in general. You want to apologize to Moss. All right. Yeah, to the, all the Moss. Right. Uh, so if, this if, is, if you're listening to this in your Moss. I'm a little um, disappointed in your cancel story. I was kind of hoping for a little bit something more juicy than you stepped on Well, Moss. I was expecting to get canceled for something more juicy myself, to be honest. I never thought it would be over Moss. <laughs> <laughs> At least I want. If I was going to go down, it was going to be in like a fiery ball of flames, not in um, minor kind of uh, ecologi- ecological impact. Yeah. 
It's you good. just made that moss stronger is what you did. It's, you know. I know, like the, the little moss creatures underneath it, they all died, but that generation, <laughs> the generation that comes after them will use that pain to advance their society. So you're welcome. You're, you're walking down a slippery slope here, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's anyway. get into the nuts and bolts of this episode. Lord, Lord. Gordon Gordon. Have you ever heard of Lord Gordon Gordon? No. This is the man we're talking about. This is the Lord man. Lord Gordon Gordon? Lord Gordon Gordon. There he is. Are you serious? There he is. Lord Gordon Gordon. He's wearing a kilt. He actually has a kilt. He's wearing his, his first name and last name are Gordon. Uh he's known as Lord Lord Gordon Gordon, Lord Glen Kane, and the Honorable Mr. Herbert Hamilton. Can we just call him Gordon Squared? Yeah, Gordon Squid. Lord Gordon Squid. Uh, <laughs> bearing in mind, these are made-up names because he was a con artist and no one knows his real name. Oh, oh, okay. So, hold on. I need a, I need a little, little drink. Sorry. First ASMR of twenty twenty-three. You ready for this? You ready for this? Here we go for the fans. Can ASMR. of water, sparkling water. He just sprayed all over his face. <laughs> There we go, ASMR. Do you know what helps the ASMR? You're is me saying there is ASMR while you do it. <laughs> Only enhances it. So someone say the name of that thing while you do it. So uh, you'd be great at ASMR. Reasons. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just, Just sad. narrating it so yeah. you don't get to enjoy the sound. <laughs> uh, in 1870, a mysterious man arrives in the United States. His name was Lord Gordon Gordon. And he was claiming that he was from uh, a very wealthy Scottish family, uh, which was basically part of the Campbell clan, um, which are descendants of ancient kings in the Scottish Highlands. So that he was, he claimed he was part of a very ancient kind of um, arist aristocratic family from Scotland. Okay. So uh, the other thing as well was that he was eighteen seventy. It's hard to prove. It is hard to prove. Yeah, right. he didn't. He didn't have a LinkedIn. <laughs> so um the he was incredibly generous with his money and very charming with everyone he met so high society in new york instantly loved him because he had like a kilt he had the accent he had a performance he was giving buying everyone drinks uh he, he was buying everyone drinks he was being mr fun pants mr fun pants mr fun pants yeah have some want, want some caviar there we are you're just shoving caviar in people's faces this is on me um Thanks, Mr. Fun Pants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so, so Lord Gordon Gordon, um, still, as I mentioned, his real name is unknown, but the, it's rumored that he was the illegitimate, illegitimate son of a North Country clergyman and a family maid. So he was kind of a, a bastard child in those times. Um, and the first record of him was as Lord Glen Kane, which was his pseudonym. Uh, and he basically swindled a London jewellers of £25,000 and then left Britain to the United States to avoid getting caught. Wow. So the theory is the money he was spending was from what he stole from that jewellers right. for fleeing the country. And that his performance was... Um, he carried on the performance when he got to... He was like, oh, that worked. I got £25,000, which back then, I don't know. Billion, a, yeah, a lot of money. Billion, million, billion, million, billion, billion, million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a lot of money. <laughs> so, um, the the editor of the New York Tribune, which was a big newspaper in New York at the time, okay. uh, Horace Greenlee. It's a nice name, Horace Greenlee. I like that name. Hello, I'm Horace Greenlee, <laughs> and these are my friends. They are made of porcelain. <laughs> 
you've ruined that image for me. There you go. Thank you. Horace Greenlee's Porcelain Friends. Horace, Horace Greenlee's Friend Corner. <laughs> Special Friend Corner. Go and dust my friends. Uh, so he, he was um, he was apparently very proud to call him a friend, this this con artist who was pretending to be a Scottish aristocrat. Who was, who was proud to call who a friend? Horace Greenlee, the editor of the New York Tribune. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, the only two people you've mentioned so far. Right. So yeah. much so. I'm really good at paying attention. Yeah, yeah. So, so he was moving around in, you know, like, you know, like he was going to all those parties, which all the important people go to. Yes, the important people parties. Hanging out with newspaper editors. A newspa- the, the, the newspaper editor, Horace Greenlee, and his porcelain friends introduced um, Lord Gordon Gordon to somebody called Jay Gould. These are great names. Have you ever heard of Jay Gould? I have not. So he was famous for um, helping create the term robber baron. So he wasn't a nice man. What is the term? Robber baron. Rob a baron. Robber baron. As in like, a you know, like billionaires who, you know, have millions of have, uh, billionaires who have uh, thousands of people working for them for minimum wage. Meanwhile, they have like seven yachts. You could argue that they were robber barons because they're big, powerful, influential people and they squeeze the people who work for them and other people. Spell it. R-O-B-B-E-R space B-A-R-O-N. Oh, robber barons. Exactly what I said. Well. <laughs> Those jowls. Robber barons. <laughs> so um, he had no morals, apparently. Which one? Gould. Gould had no morals. So, okay. um, so he was incredibly cruel. Um, so he attempted in 1869 to corner the gold market by causing a panic known as Black Friday, to uh, which destabilized the U.S. economy. Um, and when his workers used to go on, hold on, f- he started what we today know as Black Friday. Yes. What? He he created a a Black Friday. He desta- purposefully destabilized the U.S. economy by with a, a ploy to corner the gold market in the U.S. I don't know the full details, but basically he was he was he was he was not he would quite happily tank the U.S. economy if he could profit from it. Okay. And when his workers used to strike, he would just say things like, "I can hire one half of the working class to kill the other half." Jesus, really nice man. Wow. But he's about to get swindled by a con man. Okay, I'm happy with this. Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
You're listening to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. Well, Mortgage 101, uh, Clint, this is your passion. This is your baby, right? I mean, this is what I get to do every day. Exactly. I get to, I get to transact with customers and give advice. And I think this podcast, and, you know, it's on the radio, obviously, yep. has kind of transformed over the last, you know, four seasons. I think we've done a lot of educating. And I would venture to say, Todd, no one's talked about mortgage lending in the Canadian real estate market more than we have. No, absolutely. Which, is, which I think is cool. And let's face it, uh, when it comes to uh, a home buying, as you always say, that's the people's biggest purchase. And you damn well better be educated when you're doing it if you want to make a good decision, right? Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And obviously, we know as of late, there's been a lot of changes with mortgage lending. Uh, we know, obviously, there's been concerns around rates and inflation. And, you know, we're happy to be part of the conversation with consumers. Well, it, it's even expanded beyond that because, yes, you're talking mortgages, but oftentimes you, you, people have equity in their homes and they have an opportunity to clean up debt and to and to help the, the straighten their, their family household uh, finances out i mean that's that's massive and you do that yeah we and we certainly have those conversations on the show and we have those conversations every day in real life there's so many nuances to mortgage lending which i think is you know very daunting for consumers and just like one extra little piece of information is just so so powerful to people uh and i think we are impacting what's happening in people's households you know we've talked about everything from credit and income and assets you know we've talked about financial literacy month we've talked about what's happening with the bank of canada we've talked about what's going on with real estate here in our local market in halifax and really from across the country and you know we're continuing that conversation If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more, feel free to visit us online at teamclinton.ca. Gould was trying to get control of a giant railroad company called Erie Railroad. Um, And he was... (laughs) <laughs> you gotta like this name. Okay. He was try. He was fighting for control. I like. I like Erie Ra- Railroad. I mean, I'm assuming Erie that Rail- has to do with like <laughs> Lake e- Lake Erie, but yeah, or the the locale around it. But uh, Erie just yeah. If I was the owner of Erie Railroad, I would make it spooky as fuck. So so Jay, <laughs> Jay Gould was fighting with somebody called Cornelius Cornelius Vanderbilt. What a fucking Cornelius. fantastic name. Oh, to, my God. To to get control of this company. And at the moment, Gould was... Can you do your whole hi, I'm thing with that? That's- Hello, I'm Cornelius Vanderbilt. And I like... And I am Cornelius Vanderbilt, and this is my belt sander. <laughs> I have a room full of the most antique belt sanders in all the land. <laughs> this one was invented by the Egyptians and is powered by wax. <laughs> like that? That's great. <laughs> the wax comes from the tears of an ibis. <laughs> you are weirdly good. <laughs> so it's it's a strange talent we got there. <laughs> you may find I Cornelius Vanderbilt on TikTok, where I will be doing popular dances in Lululemon leggings. <laughs> well, now you have to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a top hat on fire. <laughs> so anyway, um, so Cornelius was currently beating Gould at getting control of the railway company. And then Gordon, Gordon Gordon came in and pretended, he said he confided in Gould that his 
his Scottish family controlled $30 million worth of stock in the railway company, and they were willing to support Gould if he gave Gordon Gordon a million dollars as a bribe. Okay, he basically what? said he basically said my family this railway company that you're trying to get control of my family owns 30 million dollars of stock in that company if you want further control of the company we'll let you take charge but you've got to bribe me a million dollars okay so it's like the whole uh you know Nigerian prince awarding you 30 million dollars all you've, yeah, all you've got to do is pay him $200. Right, yeah. And then he'll get, send you $30 million. I'm just like, why don't you just take $200 it is, out it of the that. $30 million? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like if exactly. your family has all this money invested in the railroad, just take some of that out exactly. of that money and keep it for yourself. That's fine with me, man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So <laughs> so he, he did it. He did, of he course. Took, he he gave him the yeah. million. Wow. Um, and Gordon Gordon fled to Canada from New York. Okay, I mean, I maybe go to warmer states. Well, he went to Canada. Then going, leaving the country altogether. He went, he went to going Ma- somewhere fucking cold. This is what he did. This is what he did. <laughs> he took his opportunity to flee to Canada, where he convinced authorities that the allegations were false. He then offered to buy large parts. Oh, he was found out right away. Yeah, you know, the, he was like, hey, they're t- saying mean things about me in New York. Can I come and live here? They were like, yeah. But do you know how he convinced them? No. He offered to buy large parts of Manitoba as an investment that would bring prosperity to Canada. With the million dollars that he stole? Yes. Fuck, this guy's good. Okay. He's, he's gone from 25000 to a million. He just keeps swindling. This is in 1870? 1870s, yeah. He just keeps swindling bigger and bigger people. Hold on a second. I want to see how much a million dollars was in 1870 money. Well, you work it out. I am Cornelius Vanderbilt. I have four <laughs> nipples <laughs> and a car powered by luck. Uh, it's equivalent to about $22.7 million today. Nice. So Gould, as you can imagine, was now the laughing stock of New York. And he wanted revenge. And we told you how, how nasty he was. He was a nasty man. Yeah. So, Holland, what did he buy in Manitoba? Nothing. He just turned up with a ton of money and was like, hey. But he said, if you let me stay here, I'll invest in Manitoba. Yeah, he was, he was offering they, to buy chunks of Manitoba. But he didn't, he didn't do anything. No, no, it was just talk just, just to talk. stay on their good side. And go, Whoa, why, why, would we, why would we kick this rich man out of the country when he's come here offering to invest in Manitoba? Somebody has to. <laughs> I mean, nobody's offered yet, so. <laughs> they got a Boston pizza. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, Gould, sorry, Manitoba, we love you. We love you. Um, so there was no extradition treaty with Canada for thieves. Um, and um, it, Gordon had kind of won over the Manitobans with his, with his money offerings. So um, he attempted to abduct him himself. Um, so he got a bunch of his associates together. Some of them would end up being future members of Congress. Um, so what happened is they 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 crossed the border. Okay. They found Gordon Gordon. They kidnapped him. What? Um, Jesus. And but they were stopped and arrested by the Mounties before they could return to the United States with him. What? Amazing. Uh, and then the <clears throat> the Canadian authorities put them in prison and refused them bail. And it led to. Um, uh, 
an international incident then between the United States and Canada because the friends of a very powerful robber baron were in in prison uh, without bail. Um, And then the governor of Minnesota... I feel like you're glossing over some really... No, I, I couldn't shit, find like, that much detail on it. This, oh, really? I'm probably going to like, read a really thick book with lots of small words in it to find out. <laughs> <laughs> like small print or small words? I'm just like a lot of like ands and is and the. And... Both. Okay. Small <laughs> words in small print. <laughs> the Reese Waters story. <laughs> I like big words in big print. <laughs> Anti disestablishmentarianism in like size 24. Well, well done. Anyway, um, I don't know what, I don't even remember that word. Anti-disestablishmentarianism? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it means. I think it's, I used to know what it meant. So uh, Minnesota was angry. The governor, Horace Austin, demanded that they return and they put the, the Minnesota militia on full readiness and thousands of Minnesotans volunteered, volunteered for full military invasion of Canada. What? Um, How many volunteered? Thousands. Okay. Of Minnesotans in full for a full military invasion of Canada to get that rich guy's friends out of prison. Wow. Who tried to kidnap a con man who'd stolen a million dollars. I mean, like at this point, just put them all in a pit and have them fight to the death. I know, exactly. Just, they're all kind of shitheads. So the Canadian authorities are like, this isn't worth it. They just released them on bail. <laughs> Here, have your shitheads back. So Canada then. Uh, had enough of Gordon Gordon because they were like, this guy's trouble. He nearly caused us to have Americans invade. So hold on, hold on. So they... Actually, yeah. So when they kidnapped Gordon Gordon and were on the way to the border, they were stopped by the mountains, Mounties and put in, poli- put in police custody. And Gordon prison. was freed. Gordon was freed. Okay. Yeah. That was, he wasn't also put in prison. Right. So, so why, why would he be? So Canada decided they were going to deport him. Because they just thought this is too much trouble? This is too much trouble. Yeah, he's, he's, he's obviously... He brings a lot of heat, mainly the Minnesota militia. Right. Threatening to invade our country. So um, Gordon went out with a bang. He oh God. threw a massive... He knew he knew his time was up, basically. Was he told he has to leave, or did he get rumored? I think he knew. They were like, hey, just so you know, we're going to deport you. So he knew he was out. Isn't that kind of an instantaneous thing, or did they give them time to... It's the old days. It took, took two years to get a letter from anywhere, so... <laughs> They were like, hey, just so you know, that in three weeks' time, he's going to finish writing that letter on that typewriter right. that is the size of a warehouse. <laughs> and that letter is going to say to you that you're being deported, so don't go anywhere. All right, so he threw a party. And then it's going to take them three weeks to walk there <laughs> to give you the letter. <laughs> so he threw a massive going-away party with... $22 million massive He lavished party. expensive gifts on his friends. Um, it's kind of nice. He didn't have to do that. Amazing like, food. and so, I mean, uh, like, it's not that all that bad. Uh, and then the Manitoban authorities turned up to take him away. So he said at the end of the party. Oh, like they took him at the end, of, at, like during the party. Apparently, or r- roughly thereafter. So he, he said I, he was he wanted to go and get dressed. So he went to get finished getting dressed in. Um, and then he shot himself in the head. No. Oh, that's too bad. So he was like the gift. So. I mean, he was only in I like a good con artist. I think they're fun. Uh, and then that's, that's a sad story. That's a sad like, ending. For but him. what a mystery, though. No one ever knows who he actually was. No one knows where he was born or his real name. Oh, that's all he's ever known true, was yeah. this mystery person who was incredibly generous. Wow. And also, I mean, incredibly generous with other people's money. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. so that's the end of Gordon Gordon. Gordon Gordon. Gordon, that, Gordon, Gordon. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What a story. I would love to hear more capers. 
and con artists and thieves and stuff like that. I'm really into that stuff. I just did one. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I enjoyed that. I would like more. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. You know, like if you just give me some some delicious turkey dinner, and I'm like, boy, Reese, this was this was great. I'd sure like to have more turkey dinner. You're like, I just fucking gave you some turkey. I'm like, no, just, that's, that's the point. It's <laughs> <laughs> me showing that I like what you just served. Good. <laughs> and I'd like some more, please, sir. Okay. Well, that's different. <laughs> Jesus okay, cool. Christ. Uh, so um, yeah. So thanks for listening. Um, to, uh, next tomorrow, next episode is behind the paywall. Oh yes, that's right. We're jumping, new rules. Yeah, we're jumping back and forth. So we're doing uh, one one free and then one behind Patreon and then one free and one behind Patreon. And we're going to be trying some alternate from historical perspective and some things that are kind of currently happening yeah. in the news. So, um, and the episode that's going to be coming out next week behind the paywall is talking about the theory that Stephen Harper works for the CIA. Ooh, very interesting. Oh, and just just in case you're new or curious why we're doing this change, we've we spoke about it before in the end of 2022, uh, but it's it's to have some planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sort of, what's the word I'm looking for here? Money. Some money. That's what it is. <laughs> No, we want we want to help grow the show. We want to help promote the show. And by having sort of a, a monthly amount that we can count on, then we can do more crazy things such as the pod, the uh, the podcast on a cassette tape idea that we've been mailing out to patrons. Uh, maybe maybe a tour. Maybe a tour, maybe a billboard in Winnipeg, you know, just with our next, faces next on it saying like, pizza. yeah, what's up? And that's it, right? You yeah. have to figure it out from there. So that just more crazy promotional stunts and just some fun things. And plus, if you're a patron... Uh, you get to talk directly to us. You get to give us ideas and suggestions. You get to, you know, do you, pretty much you you own us. Yeah, become off. We call you special friends. Special friends. So Canadian Pollux is boring at gmail.com if you want to chat to us or Canadian Pollux is boring.com to find out a bit more about all the stuff we're doing. And uh, the Patreon link is there too as well. Uh, and uh, just, just there's also uh, Jesse. We, we got an email. We did get an email about a correction. So uh, I was saying Portage Avenue in Winnipeg in one of our episodes, and we had a nice email from uh, uh, Gina, and it's not is Portage. Portage, like yeah. porridge. Portage. There we go. Porridge. Thanks. Thanks for the email. Thanks porridge for the correction. With, porridge with a T. Yeah, I was. I was, I was thanks for writing and, and correcting our. If you if you do have any other, if anyone else has got any corrections for any pronunciation. Oh God. <laughs> don't, don't bother emailing us. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried where you're going with that for a second. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cool. So uh, see you next week, or or not if you haven't paid. We'll see you in a, in a, two weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye. bye. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it, no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.